Thank you so much. I take every word. Okay, we better hurry up now. You can go. So he was a young boy, 14 years old, one eye still blind, and uh, the journey start. Go. Go. Jesus says we will be amazed about the power that comes out of us when we trust in him. Just like that. Just like that. Nothing fancy if we trust in him. That's it. Mom, will you please keep on believing because I will be healed. Go. He saw two children in heaven. The one boy's name is Dwayne, the other one Anton. He saw them, he came back, he wrote two letters. What do you think I did with those letters? I filed them. <laughs> I was afraid. <laughs> and he said to me, he wrote, he says, you need to give these letters to the parents. I said, where do you think I'm finding them? <laughs> I mean, where am I going to find them? So the one parent, he said, sir, you have a, 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 a plane? How many people of you know that have planes? <laughs> so when he said, you have a plane, I'm like, oh, no. Mm -mm. Where's the plane? That's, you know, not in South Africa, every single one has a plane. Now, this guy's child is dead, and I have to give him this message? I don't think so. So I just filed it. So I was on my way to India, and um, a friend of mine, right about in his 60s, she came to pray for me, and he couldn't speak, and he, he was writing. He says, my mom don't obey God's voice. <laughs> I thought, do you really want to write things like that? <laughs> and you know, like all people, she's so curious. What did he write? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I want to show her. What did he write? So I said, you know, he says, I don't obey God's voice. I said, why do you think you would say that? No, you know, the mom, I... <laughs> He says, because God gave you two letters and you ignored him. And the tears came out of my eyes. I said, I don't know what to do with that. That's the truth. She says boldly, oh, give it to me. I said, where are you going to find them? And she says, well, if God showed him, God will show me. I said, well, praise God, I'm off to India. <laughs> you find them. So she did. Two days, I got a text. Found them. Found them. So the father had a plane. He said, Sir, the kingdom of God is not what you have. This is not God's kingdom. So the child died and the, the man could not handle it and he was just buying, 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 buying everything. And he says, Your child is safely with God. He wants you to, to give your life to God. So the man just right there gave his life to the Lord. The other one, um, he did this, which we did not understand. He kept on doing this when he talked, when he writes about this child, Anton. He kept on doing this, and I was like, what is this? And then I ignored it. So when she found him, he was Down syndrome. And then I'll do, before the accident, love drums. So he always asked if he can have drums. And why do you think I said no? <laughs> of course, no. <laughs> so um, I didn't know when, when she found that parents 
uh, he wrote the day when they came to our home he wrote a letter he says i played with anton in heaven drums and the mom cried a lot she says in his room he had a set of drums and he just played drums every day so can you imagine it's just so beautiful these kind of things so this is how i start realizing you know this is something that many people struggled but but can it be can it be can god do this tell me what does the word tell you is there anything that god cannot do god will do anything god can do anything what i'm telling you is still the easy part of this whole journey but anyway go go i see the throne room and jesus says we just need to be obedient uh, um geduldig, uh, um, um, patient, because he will come and fetch us, and we need to surrender ourselves to God. So what happened is, let's say I go tonight and pray, and I would just be on my face, putting a talit over or whatever, and I pray, and uh, just worshiping God, he will, um, he will, he, he calls me, um, when I just left Moab, in the spirit, he calls me Ruth. When he, say, he speaks about Ruth, he speaks about his mom just, leaving Moab and then he would speak about me as Hannah giving his your child and then he would say Samuel and then he would speak of Deborah when God started teaching me how to war and nowadays I'm Sarah how's that <laughs> I'm moving <laughs> it's actually in the spirit moving into maturity you understand Sarah was the mother of the supernatural So this is the beauty of this journey that I've learned from him. This is the prophetic. You know, when he looks at someone, he doesn't care where you live and what you, your money and nothing. He just sees the condition of your heart and he's man. What do you think God sees? Just the condition of our hearts. That's all. So if I pray and one night I was praying and just, let's say, worshiping God and he would say, Hannah, the next day, Hannah, your fragrance was beautiful in the throne room. I saw you last night in the throne room. The fragrance was just so beautiful. And then let's say I cry one night a lot. He would say, uh, um, Deborah, I saw how you were crying and the angels pick up your tears and they put it in a glass bottle. But wisdom says to tell you, bring your petition. <coughs> Holy Spirit will always comfort you, but bring your petition. Because God is moved by faith and petition. And then he would give scripture. And... Um, so one night, it was winter time, and I was very tired, and I was on my face, and I, I fell asleep. Yeah, these things happen to me. <laughs> I just fell asleep right there. And, you know, two hours later, I'm like, oh, got up and go to bed, you know. So the next morning, he says, Mom, I saw you last, he was writing, Mom, I saw you last night before the throne. You were lying out there, and everybody was dancing over you. <laughs> That's beautiful. He says, but God said to everyone, leave her. I'm rejuvenating her. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I got up that next morning. I felt so good. And what does is, what is the world teach us? Oh, you did what? You fell asleep? Your spirit was right there with God. I come to him with spirit. I come to him with spirit. I can sit on the plane and my spirit is in contact with him right there. In front of the throne. You understand? 
So these were early days. I mean, it's 2005. Nowadays, it's getting much intense, these letters. These are very plain letters. But this is how God started me to get used to understanding the realm of the Spirit. By now, if I pray, I know I'm there. I don't ever pray for someone just praying. If I pray for you, I'll see myself standing in the front of the throne with you on my hand. God, what do you want me to pray for her? Otherwise, it's flesh. I need to know what God, Yahweh, wants me to do. So, it's, it's immediately throne room. It's immediately in the Spirit. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy and grace. Come. He says, just come. But with your spirit. So, our spirit needs to be training godliness. You see, Paul said to Timothy, he says, I see you exercising. Maybe he was on the treadmill or running. I don't know. But he was exercising, which is a good thing. I'm not saying don't. He says, but... He says, rather train your spirit in godliness. He says, that's got value for now and eternity. And this is our problem. Our spirits are not trained. Our minds are trained. But not our spirits. Your spirit's supposed to be like this in front of the throne of God. You pray and you're there. This is how it needs to be. That's a spirit that is trained. And I believe this is what God is going to do with this church and what you're doing with the school of the spirit. Because... Okay, sorry, but this is what I feel. That is the school of the Spirit. Because God said to me, you're in the school of the Spirit. And my Spirit is teaching you. So, in the school of the Spirit, God is teaching our spirits to become stronger and come to the front. Because if your soul is in front, you're going to move by soulish prayers and soulish move of the flesh. But if the Spirit is in front, you, you know if the Spirit is in front... My spirit and your spirit. You said it last night. My spirit and your spirit connect. You in America and I in Africa. Our spirits connect. And then you will know if you walk in a place, you will, people say, but how do you know? I was uh, in a conference in Seattle and God showed me there's three witches in the place. A huge conference. I said, wait, let's, let's just wait before we go on. There's three witches right here. So let's, you, you have a choice. You're either going to stand up or I'm going to call you out. So people says, oh, the, this is a supernatural conference, and when I said that, they jump under the chairs. Wow. <laughs> How's that? So I said, you know, you want the supernatural, but you can't even you can't even know if there's a witch in the place. So this is actually, you know, I can go on and on with his stuff, but I actually want to go that route. But the problem is, we want this, but we don't have discernment. This is the problem. How do you want? How do we want to do this conference? But they sit here, and our, our spirits don't pick them up. How's that? Who do you know who's talking to you? Who's the voice that speaks to you? Do you know? In most cases, it's the voice that you're more, most comfortable with. It's the voice that you hear the most. So this is how. Oh. Is it a Christ on the throne, Abba Father, you know, it's in our heart, but I'm just showing you something. This is what it's all about. 
intimate love relationship in my spirit the sevenfold sevenfold spirit and I'm moving through his spirit to my my spirit holy spirit in my spirit and the nature and the character of Christ is in me he's the 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 server the ruler the exhorter the mercy Romans 12 Romans 6 this is the nature of Christ within me okay now God's heart for me is so that his spirit can fill my spirit and we will be one understand so that this would be open but sin did this brokenness did this so there's no connection this is this is what we all struggle what happens in my life I got hurt Rieta, June, time bomb. My father, you know, the time bomb, our accident, the time bomb. Another accident happened two years ago in our life, time bomb. Then I realized, okay, time bomb. So what the enemy does with the wounds that we, we receive in the world, we cre they, he created with, with a trauma in our lives, he created wounds in our soul, wounds in our spirit. And these wounds create a double mind in me. This is the kingdom of light. This is the kingdom of darkness. And as soon as I get a wound, I get a double mind. So that's why my wounds need to be sought out. The wounds in our lives is in our subconscious. So it works like this. This is just a picture. This is the conscious and this is the subconscious. Okay? Whenever I have pain, I immediately put it in my subconscious. Conscious says sit, sit, stand, sit, stand. Subconscious is very far away. So you have a father that shouts, scream. When the Lord starts dealing with my wound, every wound has a name. I'm going to speak a little bit tonight about this. Every wound has a name. Every wound has a name. So when, through Aldo, wisdom, the letters, God starts speaking to my, my wounds. Because I said, Lord, here I am. I know what you're talking about, the harlot bride. You cannot use me if this is in me. I need to get it out. Because in wounds, there are darkness. In darkness, there are demons. There are lies. They are flesh, selfish. So when the Lord starts dealing with my wounds, the word of God says, I told you in James, he says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He will pray and you will not receive. So how do we want to go and pray for the sick and do the stuff, but nothing happened? Why? Because half of me is in darkness and half of me is in light. I have a double-minded man, a mind. A man with a double-minded man will not be able to walk by faith. Because today I believe and tomorrow I don't. Because today I look at my situation and I said, no, God cannot use me, you know. So when Aldo went to my wound through wisdom and Holy Spirit and helped me with my wound, this wound had a name and mine was um, yelling. You know, my father had yelled so much. He just called it very simple, plain, your yelling wound. Because all those yelling was, bru was bruising my spirit. 
You know, it, it hurt my spirit. And this is what the enemy want to do. If your spirit get hurt, this is where the real damage in all of us is. So this is what it's about. When, when we want to be the bride of Christ, we have to go to our wounds. We have to go to our minds and sort out the doubleness in us and the wounds in us. So if I ask you randomly, tell me about your pain. All of us is the same. You're going to say, no, 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 I don't want to get there. I don't want to go there, you know, because it's deep. It's very deep. So when I talk about this, this can take days, just talking about your wounds, just talking about your trauma, just talking about that, because this is where the abuse goes on in the spirit. The abuse is in there. The wounds is in your mind. The battle is in the mind. So this is where the wounds are. So this is where the demonic is. When somebody, just last night, somebody was telling me, you know, um, all of a sudden the darkness filled me up. I didn't talk about this last night, but he was telling to me. He says, you know, uh, this and this happened in my life, and all of a sudden darkness entered my life. Listen to what he said. As the darkness entered my life, I started having these thoughts. You understand? What happened? He father murdered, killed himself when he was a young man. Okay? So do you see, it, it wound him, his spirit. It wound him. So what happened is this. Now this is, I'm not going to go into detail in this. Um, I want to finish the testimony. I just, want, I just want to touch on this. This is the third heaven, you agree? Second heaven and flesh. Alright, just picture. Second heaven is where the enemy fights us. Agree? This is God's order. Second heaven, this is where we are. Now if the enemy can get my spirit to be bruised, open. I'm open for the influence of the second heaven. Do you understand? Do all of you understand what I'm saying? If my spirit is bruised and wounded, I'm open for the demonic of the second heaven. I'm open for voices of the second heaven. So whatever is the wound in here, with a seal on it, all those demonic minds and things enter in me, in my spirit. God wants me to operate out of this one. So this is the danger of being double. Because what can I give you? Just what I have. Just what I have. This is why we need discernment. This is why my spirit needs to be so sensitive. So this is not right. Something is not right here. Do you know the enemy steal everything that God does? You just make a copy of that. The times that we are living in and moving in, we're going to need discernment more than ever. More than ever. God is going to use this church mightily. He's going to use it in a fivefold ministry mightily. And I hope you hear what I'm saying, mightily. But this is why you can't just flow in one. You need the fivefold. You need to teach people the truth. You need to flow in the 
in, in, in all of it to get the balance. Otherwise, you're going to be off balance. People always say, yeah, but you, you know, in Africa, you get all the, the, the tough stuff. No. Everything that's in Africa is already with you. There's water spirits around you. There's everything. Everything that we fight in Africa is with you. It just manifests in a different form. You just don't know it. In fact, there are areas that I would say it's Moria. Do you agree? Okay, let's go on. Yeah, go. Go. This little date of 2006, still this day, is for me one of my favorites. God gave his spirit to, to us to help us with all the things we struggle with. They're beautiful. We will go and surrender ourselves to God. God said he sent me back to tell the world that Jesus is alive. We must be obedient and keep on speaking life into the situation. Mom, will you please always be obedient and do what Jesus asks? He's a child that actually needed his mom so much at home. And he never asked that. Never, 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 never. Never. You know, something that till this day is for me is just great. And all the doctors that in the journey that in our spiritual battle that we went through, um, all of them testify the same. It was difficult when you take him to the doctor and his head sometimes was like a rugby ball, you know, how the enemy fighted him. And you, the doctor would say, how are you? And he would say, excellent, sir. And then I said, no, 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 it's not true. Not true. <laughs> he would say, excellent. See, the spirit overruled then. Always. Go. Be obedient to Jesus' voice. We're going to stand before his throne one day and tell what we did for him on earth. Go. Go. To everybody that wants Jesus' presence with me, who seeks Jesus' presence with me, be ready. Because he's coming to fetch us and it's going to be quicker than you think. Will you please accept him? Otherwise, you're going to hell. Please do it quickly. You have another chance. Jesus paid the full price for you and me. He showed me everything, heaven as well as hell. Believe me, you don't want to go to hell. Will you please accept Jesus? He loves you so much. Please believe me. You are the reason why he sent me back. I did not want to come back. But he wants you to be ready. Go. So there you finish school. I know the thoughts I have towards you. It's thoughts of peace. It's thoughts of giving you a future and a hope. Well, after this, you'll see then our spiritual battles start. You know, if you think that the accident was tough for me, that was nothing compared with the spiritual battle. Because the enemy stood up full force because he knew the calling. Secondly, he knew there was seed in us that we didn't know. He knew that. And he's going to use what's in you. That's why. And one day in that, Alder wrote a letter, Mom, please hold on to your hope. He is the hope of glory. The enemy wants to steal your hope. How many days have you felt that? Mommy's after your hope. 
Mexico. So every day, this is how he will write what God gives him. Go. So 2004, um, our accident was June. That December, we went to Cape Town, and uh, he could still not speak. He was in his wheelchair. And um, that year, I was Mrs. South Africa, and uh, um, the night he wrote, and he said, you have to go to bed early, Mom, because in two days you're going overseas. I look at my husband and I said, if we go back to you know, Pretoria, where we say, we need to get him off the spills. <laughs> I said that. I said, these things are too strong. <laughs> Imagine God. <laughs> well... The following day, it was the Banda Aceh tsunami. So the Red Cross phoned me and they said, would you go to Banda Aceh and go and help? Two days after he wrote that, I landed in Banda Aceh. He was writing, he, sees, he said, before, um, oh, this is why I said to my husband, we need to get him off the pulse. He said this. He says, I see a big wave. I see palm trees. I see people hanging on the palm trees. I see you there. And this is when I said, oh, we need to get him off this medicine. No good. So what do you think happened when I arrived in Banache and I saw this? Go. Look at the body. Now, just quickly to tell you something. I was invited to um, Phuket the other day. And uh, the mayor of Phuket invited me. And he says he wanted me to come to a meeting. So I was in some other place. I can't remember where. where all, I can't remember where I was. But anyway, I just made a... I was in Malaysia or whatever, and I decided, okay, I'll do it like that. So I stopped there, and now the mayor said, you know, I just want you to attend this meeting. It's the, the, the army and the generals and all that. And I, know, I don't know if you know what happened there in, 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 in um, Phuket, where the, the army took over. So it was a, a, a thing I saw it on the TV, but anyway. So he invited me there, and I still don't know what, what am I supposed to do there. It's all this military men, and there I sit in this meeting with a, with a, a mayor. And then the mayor, well, in my first book, you know, I haven't mentioned about the tsunami. I haven't, that I was there. So the mayor, I'm there, and I'm thinking, so what am I doing at this meeting? And thinking, thinking, and then the mayor just every now and then says to me, you wait, you wait, you're going to speak now, now. And I'm thinking, what am I going to say here? All this army men. And um, all of a sudden, now, now this is a God thing. He knows, he, he invited me, then he, he introduced me. He says, I read a book, a message from God, and I had cancer. And as I read the book, I could feel how God touched my body, and I got completely healed. Just by reading the book. And I'm like, okay, this is not a surprise for me because I knew God put his breath in the book. He said that to me. He, he was in my room. He said that. So that's not a surprise. Oh, praise God. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then he says, okay, but now uh, I just invited her to say something today. He says, but now before she speaks, let's quickly put on the board. Um, the meeting is all about the, the tsunami, 10-year tsunami uh, reunion. We're going to call it the spiritual tsunami. Wow. I'm like, what? 
He says it's going to be a spiritual tsunami. Heidi Baker is going to speak. You're going to come. You're going to speak. This what? I asked him, Do you, did you know that I was here 10 years ago? He says, no. God spoke in my spirit. He says, well, I knew. <laughs> he, says, he says, remember the day when you fly out of the tsunami? What happened is the rebels took over, and it was 2 o'clock at night, and God said to me, I was on shift in the field hospital, and like there, and God, God said to me, Take your stuff. They stole my suitcase. So I only, I, a doctor gave me clothes. I had just that clothes. They stole my suitcase. So the Lord said to me, take your bag and leave the field hospital. Walk to the airport. I said, me? Me? He says, walk. Now I take my bag and I walk. I mean, this big, like this place, they are grave. Uh, um, they dig with, with back actors and they throw the bodies in there. So, I mean, it's pitch dark. I'm like just praying. I don't want to fall in one of those, Lord. <laughs> just help me. I'm like literally put the one foot in front of the other. And eventually an, an um, ambulance came and they picked me up. And I sa they said, where are you going? I said, airport. The Lord says, I need to get to the airport. When I got there, the rebels took over and it was the last flight out. And they, they closed the doors. And the Lord just said to me, Go to the front. I pushed through all these people and I said, I need to take that plane out. I need to get out here. The Lord says, I need to get out here. And I'm like trying. She, she just said to me, do you see all these people? They are um, locals. They're going to get the plane. And the next thing I heard in my Afrikaans, I heard two people speak Afrikaans and it was the pilots, two pilots coming. I'm like shouting, help me. They stopped the plane. Can you believe that? They stopped the plane. They got me on that plane. But as I was running to this plane, now you must imagine they stopped. You know they don't do that. I ran. I said, this place will never see me again. God says, this is going to see you a lot of times. back in this orphanage Christian orphanage is amazing but as I sat in that meeting God says remember what I said to you I know <laughs> so this is now the tsunami that they are doing December in, Ban in, 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 in Phuket but this is just the amazing of God so when he and, and then I could testify I said all the time what am I going to say what am I going to say and then I could testify this was Aldous first prophetic word that was his first prophetic word from God and God honoring him by inviting him to go there 10 years later amazing what a God we serve so ever since then a lot of prophetic word but ever since then a lot of warfare why the enemy see childlike faith the enemy see the destiny he's after one thing in your life your destiny. If he wants to steal something, it's not your money, it's not your status, you want to steal your destiny. You know what? He got it right with, I would say, 90% of people that do not walk in their destiny. You can even be a missionary or you can even say, I'm a pastor, I do pastor a church, but it's not the way God wanted to do. Yeah. He stole your destiny. You understand? It's not the way he wanted it. You can go. 
So Jesus talks to me about his word and his second coming, which is very, very close. Do you know, mom, those who truly accept Jesus are the ones who lay down his, their lives for them. He's on his way to fetch a bride. And I'm his bride and I want everyone to come with us. Go. Go. Oh, go, go one back. This is good. He says, mom, he's holy. He shows me that pride is repulsive to him. Lay down your preconceived ideas. Please believe me, God is holy. Please be holy. Being holy is not being, you know, I have the law that if I dress like this, I live holy. If I do this, I'm holy. If I don't eat this, I'm holy. Holy is a condition of the heart. Holiness is a condition of your heart. That's what it is. It's got nothing to do with, if, if that is in your heart, you would dress properly. You would want to. Go. Oh, this was a prophetic word for America um, just before Obama came in. You can go. Uh, when the dollar dropped, he exactly write the number the, the the dollar dropped. Go. And then he was just saying about the wisdom, that wisdom told him about the oil in Israel, that there's oil and, you know, where the oil is. And, and it's amazing. You know, I'm not searching for these things. Um, I know that and I kept it secret for a long time. I didn't speak about it because there's some things that I just don't speak. But uh, the other day when I was in Israel, there was a, a, a magazine in my hotel room and a company that found the oil. And I think their headquarters is in Dallas. Go. Jesus is on his way, and only those who are ready will go with him. Do you know how few will go with him? Because they say they know God, but they actually worship themselves and their own will. God says what's going to happen to them is hell. Hell exists, I saw it. People kept on screaming to me, warn others because they don't believe. Go. Jesus said, what I must do when I come back is to tell people what I saw and that Jesus is alive. I wish I wasn't in hell because what I saw was very bad. People were screaming all the time. They were afraid. We were both sad. Everyone in hell was warned at some time. But they did not want to believe. God says, Repent of your sin and turn your back on it. The modern day church hate the message of repentance. I was taken off the pulpit the other day in Malaysia, in, in Singapore, where I was talking. I said to the Lord, What should I speak about tomorrow? He says, Radical obedience. Five minutes before the end, they asked me to leave the pulpit. He says, We don't need to. It's done. This is what will happen if you have the devil in you. Go. Do you know, ma'am? The whole world will be given a chance to lay down their lives. God says we must listen. Jesus is on his way for a living bride, a spirit bride. Allow God to wash you with the blood of Jesus. Wisdom says it is the desire of the flesh that keep people from being the bride. He says we must be stop. We stop waiting to be wanting to be who we are not. That is huge. 
Are you happy with who you are? Why do we always want to be someone else? Do you know I look at sometimes at people, and if I look at you, I just look at your spirit. I don't care what you have on in your brand and if it hangs out or whatever. I don't care. I see your spirit. And you know how frustrating it is to see some people's spirit, which is so broken and knowing you don't go there. Secondly, that you are just wanting God to make you someone else. But in your spirit is a beautiful design destiny. The image of Christ, beautiful created for a time like this. You know, these things are not deep that I'm talking now. I'm talking, when we talk about the spirit school, we deep, talk deep, deep stuff. And then the other day, a pastor came up to me. He says, Rita, my father, my grandfather, all were pastors. Why didn't they speak about these stuff? You know, Nephilim stuff. I said, because they weren't, they weren't born for a time like this. God is revealing the hidden manna right now. Out of the book of Revelation, the hidden manna, He's giving it right now. Do you know how amazing it is for me that He used a child like this to reveal it? It's amazing. I said to the other day to Him, I said, Lord, you know, I don't mind that you tell, you tell Him everything, but you can tell me also something. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Why do you always tell him? Not that God doesn't speak to me, but I mean, he says, you speak too much. <laughs> Although don't speak much. God says, he's very good at listening. God wants us to be very good at listening. But we all want to be so good in speaking. This is when I told you when I was in Australia and he says, Ma'am, will you please always keep on speaking to my spirit, man? I can hear and I will keep my face turned to God. There's fire in his eyes. That beautiful. Go. My faith is in God. Many people decide beforehand what God will do. With him, nothing is impossible. God was and is and will always be the same. Go. So then it was that same visit in Australia that an Afrikaans lady came up and she was very, very sick with cancer. And um, in fact, she was, she was stopped using all medicine and everything. And she was just sitting on a lazy boy. You know, they stopped the morphine. They stopped everything, took her home and she was sitting there. And her husband decided that he's going to bring her that Friday night to the service. So they carry her in. And uh, the pastor of the church said beforehand to me, he says, I, s I watched you out on the web. I see you speak in tongues and that you pray for people, not in my church. So I'm like, ooh, okay, out of your church? <laughs> 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 but anyway, I didn't say that. <laughs> I was just thinking, okay, we'll do it on the parking. <laughs> but anyway, so the husband came up to me, he says, would you pray for my, for my wife? Now the pastor just said to me, you're not praying in my church. <laughs> Well, how am I going to do this? He was telling me the story and you know how desperate they are. I could see their faith level. What should I do? So now everybody was like an auditorium and everybody's like walking out at the back and I check out, you know, how far everyone out. And I know the pastor will be in front greeting everyone. So I thought, Lord, I don't want to, you know, not obey, but how can I just leave her? So I thought, you know, 
God is God. And I just like <laughs> praying here. And when I see myself in front of the throne, I said, what, should, how, what, what, how, how, what would you want me to do now? He says, I want her to be healed. She's going to receive a healing right now. But get her husband to repent of hate, bitterness, anger. I thought, no, but he's not going to understand this. God says, let him repent of hate, bitterness. They left the country because of racism, because of hate, because of everything. And when I said to him, I said, just quickly come. God says, you need to repent with your wife. Now she's standing there. You need to repent for hate, bitterness. When they start repenting, this woman, and she was big and swollen, she fell down. <laughs> I just look, where's the pastor? Because <laughs> the whole bowling literally just... And there she was out on the floor. Now I think, okay, it's going to be a couple of moments and she's going to be up. No. She's out there. I'm like, Lord, get up. (laughs) The pastor is coming. Lord. (laughs) So it took about six men to get her up, to carry her out. I'm like, ooh. I just got out of the back door. (laughs) So the next morning I was waiting. I was early there. I was waiting for the pastor now to say something or whatever. And the next moment I heard, you know, here this lady came down that auditorium running. She got me, my little feet went like this. (laughs) Swing me round. She was immediately healed that night. I got home. I got this letter. He really touched people, man. He says he heals. They are healed from cancer, bitterness, hatred. He says their fear is what made them so sick. That was for me great. Do you know that sickness have a root? That testimony for me was great. That woman was completely healed. Go. God says, in the lives of ordinary people, there are a lot of heartache and pain. Do you know, man? He says that everyone that is still working for their own selfish ambitions haven't laid down their lives yet. God wants to provide for you, but you need to lay down your life. One day in the office, a man came up. He says, would you please pray for my finance? And, and I just you know, closed my eyes and God showed me a, a, a very, um, de- like a desert. And then the Lord says to me, there's no seed in. How, how can he come and ask me for a, a harvest? There's absolutely no seed. So now I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to tell him this? And the next thing I'll do starts. He says, sorry. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing. And I thought, oh, just do it more gentle. <laughs> He says, you did not lay down anything, so how do you expect anything? (laughs) So, you know, it's actually easy. You just need to lay down your life. He's waiting for us. The more you surrender, the more you can give. But we hold on. He's not going to interfere. That's why 
You know, at night when you get to sleep like this, I always say, Holy Spirit, will you show me what I hold on? That last thoughts. Those are the ones you hold on to. Those last ones. You know those last ones. Give it to him. You'll see how you get to sleep in peace. Lord, I surrender. People always say to me, how can you travel and not worry about your kids? I say, whoa, they're in God's hands. Easy. They're in God's hands. I've learned that they are in a much better place if they're in God's hands than mine. I could not look after Aldo the way God did and still is. Okay? Go. He's always praying. So one day, you know, you have to climb over him. And I said, he was still in school. And I said, don't just do it in the front door, you know, because everybody needs to climb over you. I said, but why? One day I just knelt and I said, but why are you praying so much? He looked at me, he says, I'm building my house of prayer. How about you? Go. Happiness is in him, ma'am. My Bible is to me the true wine that gives wisdom. My Bible holds everything that God gives me. My Bible always has to be with me. Wisdom says he will always be there for us. There was a stage they only read Genesis. I'm telling you, he, he, with the one eye now, he needs to read the big, you know, the big word, Bible. So our house is full of Bibles, and the hand that's doing this, so many times the pages are out, and, you know. So there was a time he's only in Genesis, and I said one day to him, you know, you better move. Jesus is on his way. <laughs> you, <laughs> he said, everything you need to know is in Genesis, ma'am. Took me a long time to find out that's true. So that's a Genesis photo. <laughs> it started from the beginning again. Go. Life and death is in God's hand, ma'am. He says we must listen to God. We must pray for Israel. Is that amazing? Go. 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 So this is where our journey started. What happened is, because my father killed those people, what spirit do you think was within our seed? Death. What was following us? Death. Even though we love God, we have this relationship with God, do you think it just stopped? No. Death followed us. We need to warfare and get death out of our seed. So in the other person it can be a cult, lust. Revelation 9.21 says, These things came over you because you did not repent. He speaks about idol worshipping. He speaks about sex. He speaks about magic, sorcery. He speaks about um, theft, which is not giving your, your tithes. and your. It speaks about um, murder, hate. He says, these things happen to you. So if these things is in my, are in my seed and in me, what do you think happen? As soon as I get th through the zodiac gates and I'm born, uh, my soul will have these openings. And these things will follow me with familiar spirits all my life. 
Have you seen a story um, in, on your TV yesterday or the other day where a father in the military died so many years ago and on the same day, I think it was yesterday or whatever, in the military, on the same age, he also died. How's that for a time bomb? Do you understand a time bomb? That's a time bomb. Same age. Same time. Time. Incredible. So, um, I'll do. After a couple of years, he got sicker, 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 more in hospital than anything else. He's eventually had to get a shunt in his brain. I don't even know what's a shunt. He wrote to me. Wisdom says I need a shunt in my brain. I phoned the doctor in Cape Town. I said, "What is what is a shunt?" He says, "It's a thing you put in." And you take the water off. So what spirits do you think followed him? Water spirits. Water spirits is after your water in your body. Liquid. Fluid. What's the word? No? So 75% of your body is fluid. Water spirits, sexual spirits, lust spirits. It's all that come through these. It needs to be sorted out. And it will fight you. That's how many children drown. They are drawn by those spirits. They are drawn to the water. Lungs. Fluid on the brain. All these sicknesses. Um, I don't know what you call that sickness. Puffiness. Yeah. All those stuff. Water spirits. Okay? Then you get the things that, let's say the other gate would be um, the sexual one. And people will, children, even children with abandonment, will start um, having sexual dreams with sexual husbands and wives. Even as I'm talking about age of young age, we have a child now 12 years old that has been literally raped every night by a spiritual husband. The story is this. Her mother got um, pregnant while she was in university. The father didn't want them. So which gate opened up? It was in the seed, but now it repeats itself. So abandonment. Understand? So the, the, the baby grew up with that. So sh her words to me is, as long as I can remember, this thing is doing this to me. So this is spiritual husband, spiritual wife. This is all in the spirit. All these sicknesses has their root in the spirit. All because of those gates. So after many years that we fight at death, I fell on my knees one day. I said, God, this is enough. This is enough. I love you. I love you. I gave my life to you. But all I do is now I battle. I battle against life and death every day of my life. I battle. And you know what's interesting? I see other people also battle, but they, they don't care. They just give medicine. If you read my book, uh, A Message of Faith and A Message of Hope, you will start seeing the letters that Aldo wrote about Ritalin. He never heard of that. I mean, where would he get the name Ritalin? Where would he get that? And how is he explaining about the octopus keeping the children's mind with Ritalin? He wrote one morning before school about three pages of Satan's nature, God's nature, Satan's, Satan's nature, God, like this. I mean, if you ask me to do it, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would not be able to do it. And it was scriptural. Everything of God was scriptural. But one, he says, 
God gave his son to set us free and Satan gave medicine like Ritalin and this and this and this to keep children's minds captive with the spirit of the octopus. Where do you think he get that from? Today every second child has that. But I don't see people fighting that anymore. You can say, look at my life and say, whoa, so you went through five years of battle. And I look at you and I say, yes, you've got the same. You just don't battle. You just don't fight. You just, you just don't want to fight it in the spirit. You accept it. That's the only difference. I'm not going to stay with that stuff in me. I want to be the bride. And I'm not going to be the harlot. And if that stuff is in my seat, it needs to get out. And how would I know I have it? Well, let's speak about your fruit. People say always to me, I did not know what my grandpa did. Well, you don't need to. Just look what you are doing. Look at what your children are doing. Look at your fruit. What's that sickness? HDHD. What? I, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So one day, while I was praying to the Lord, I said, okay, I cannot anymore. You know, I've never thought I'd get to this place, but I quit. I'm done. I said, they want to kill him. They want to kill him. This is the model of the story. Death follows us. The Lord says to me, I, I, I was in Cape Town. We have a little house there in, in, in Azerfontein. So I sat on the floor, and Aldo was always going to a hospital in Cape Town. And I sat on the floor, and they took him, they, they put a shunt in again, sent him home, and said, you know, we can't find anything other than the fluid on his brain. And I sat on the floor there in my little room, and I said, I cannot go on like this, Lord. I, I cannot go on like this. If you don't give me the answer, I can't, I can't go on. I look up, and I had a little, um, what is the book, Rocky? Uh, bookshelf. And I looked there and I saw a book of Rebecca Brown. When I look, I said, I don't do Rebecca Brown. The Lord says, look at that book. I said, I don't do Rebecca Brown, Lord. <laughs> uh, I wonder where I got the book from. <laughs> and I, I kept on hearing his voice. Read the book. And I said again, I don't do Rebecca Brown. He said, I want you to read the book. And when I opened up the book, it was, I think, her first book. Um, what is her first book? Something about the battle and the spirit or something like that. He's, yeah, that's why I brought you here. <laughs> he came to set the captive free. Well, for me, it was a, a real thriller. I was, ah, whoo, ah. But it was our life. It was our life. It was a battle. It was really a battle, our life. But you know, I thought it was battle physically, sickness. Every sickness has a spiritual root. And all this stuff, what, what my dad did here, was all in our seed. And we had to cleanse our seed. Even if God loves us so much, even if we want to use Aldo, in these times, these things, was right in him and the enemy had legal right to do this to him so i'm going to quickly go through this go so oh no wait then one day uh, uh, that day he got home that night and after the lord showed me that he wrote he says mom wisdom says eventually you asked <laughs> i said god are you telling me you knew all along you know you didn't tell me 
God says, I would never force anything on you. Never. I just love you too much. And then Aldous said, Mom, wisdom says to go to the book of Nehemiah and go and read. He says, the, the walls of my soul is broken. The gates are all open. It needs to be repaired. Mom, I'm broken. My soul is broken. So this is where it starts. God taught me out of the book of Nehemiah and our book of hope and our book of faith is all about that. He taught my hands to war. And I could go to the wound and I could help him to repair the walls of our souls. Because of course he has brokenness in his soul. Ha went through this trauma and all the rejection of the children and all the pain. Of course. What did I think? But you see, nobody teaches these things. It's all the good stuff. But what about these? And I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. I could not stand on a pulpit and say everything is just good stuff. But my child's more in hospital than at home. And one thing God said to me, he says, I call you into ministry. And I call you to be transparent. And I call you to tell your life. You see, not many people are transparent. Because I don't want people to know what I'm going through. They, they need to think I'm perfect. So go. So he, he, he wrote to me, he says, there's water on my brain. Wisdom says, there's water on my brain. I need a shunt in my brain. It's the water spirits. It's because what's in my seed. It's because of the walls that are open. And this is how. I mean, that was a big chunk. That was a big chunk. And I had to start. Where do you think you start? Let's quickly go to the Word of God. One John, 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 not one John, John. I always believe that God shows us how. God will never tell you to do something if He doesn't tell you how. Um, um, let's let's quickly do something else. Two Timothy. Two twenty-six. Paul speaking here. He says, oh, I'm praying. I'm praying. He says, if God can only grant us repentance. He's talking about this double part of me. He says, if God can only grant us repentance so that we may come to the truth. You agree? So I need repentance. I need truth. He says, I pray that God will only grant us repentance to come to the truth. How can I be granted repentance if I don't do this? Lord, I acknowledge. This is the thing that the enemy keeps so away from us, not to acknowledge. Lord, I acknowledge. Who's screaming in the house on the children? Oh, not me, the husband. No, I acknowledge. It's me. It's me. Lord, it's me. I pray that God can just grant you repentance so that you can come to the truth. To get repentance, I need to ac accept this is me. I confess and I repent. He says this. And that you may come to your senses. How's that? I pray that you, you repent, that God will grant you repentance so that you can come to your senses. So where's my senses then? He says, and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive. So he took my senses captive. 
To do what? To do his will. That's double-minded. Paul, look at us, and he says, you, you're in ministry. You, you want to do the work of God. He says, I pray that God will grant you repentance, that you can come to the truth, what's going on inside of you. Because there's a part of your mind being taken captive by Satan to do his work. You understand? If that part of me is taken by Satan, there will be sickness, there will be all the things that is in darkness will be in there. So what does he say? He says, if I can pray the glory light of God over my spirit every day, God can put his light on, I can say, this is true. It's me. It's me. I'm the one that's screaming, it's me, Lord. If you are in there, you will always say, it's him. It was him. It was him. It's him. No, 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 it's me. Lord, it's me. And then God can grant me repentance. I can come to truth. Now, now, let's quickly go to John. John 1. You all know that scripture. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. God word was God. In the beginning we was with God. All things were made through him. And without him there was nothing made. Now, it was like this. In him was life. You agree? Yeah. In him is life. There's no other place you're going to find life. In him is life. He says, and this life is found where? In the light of man. So wherever I trade my darkness, because you know God's kingdom before the throne is a trading floor. You know that? That's a trading floor. One day Alder wrote, he says, I saw my mom last night before the throne where she trade her tears for joy. It's a trading floor. So I need to be granted repentance where I can trade my darkness through the blood for light. Because in light there is life. How much life do you have? Is how much light there is in me. Is how much transparency there is in me. The sons of God will be led by the spirits of God. The sons of God will live in transparency. Like Adam and Eve used to live transparent and this is what God is doing with us now he's taking us back in transparency the more my relationship with God the closer I come to God the more my mantle in the spirit will be transparent will be light not many people's mantle in the spirit is light it's gray and what is the word of God is about gray We all talk about it and said, you know, their minds are darkness, so their mantle is dark. Their thoughts are dark. They end up in institutes or in pills. You agree? It's dark. But God wants our mantle to be light. To be light. To be transparent. So this is how. I need to trade my darkness through the blood for light. And in light, the word of God says, I'll find life. Not really, can you pray for me? I want life. Yes, I can pray for you. I can ask God to put the glory light upon you so that he can show you where is the darkness in you so that you can get repentance be with, acknowledge it, and repent it. That's how. You can go. So he says, what's happening now is my brain is swollen because of the water on my brain. 
So you see, this is how God helped us. Isn't it amazing? Exactly. You said to the doctor, this is what's happening. <laughs> I have swollen brain. You have to put a shanty in. There's water in. This is how. This is how. Go. Dear mom and dad, I feel much better. Do you know Jesus? And the angels were all in the operating room. I'm going to heal quickly. My going, work is going to start. Jesus wants to take me to heaven. I'll speak later. So what he's actually <laughs> saying is, mom, go and have tea. You can have tea, mom. I'm going now. His body is there where you think he is. It's amazing, isn't it? And then I will just bless him and seal him with the blood and I'll go and have tea. In peace. Well, but that wasn't the answer. God went all that out. So it was a battle. And I'm not standing here today and saying all of your lives need to be a battle. Maybe you don't have what I had in my seat. Yes, I had a lot of crap. But then there are people like Timothy, where Paul looked at him, he says, Whoa, you're a blessed man. Your mom, Lois and Eloise, they were prayer workers. Whoa, you're a blessed man. That's what my grandchildren's going to say. Amen. Do you know my mom, my grandma? My grandma. Yeah. But you know, we had to re rebuild the walls of Nehemiah. And this is what the body of Christ luck. The walls are not rebuilt. Yeah. And they comes in a mixed seed and people don't know the difference of God's fire and the false fire. We had a preacher from America speaking in South Africa. So you know how it is. If the Americans come, everyone comes. I wonder sometimes if Jesus comes, if they will all come. But anyway, so there was this big thing and uh, they invite me to speak as well and, and everybody was there and I was sitting there in the front row, round about there, and I almost had a turn. Big church, big thing, big, big, big. So I was just sitting there, mind my own business, listening. And I'm telling you, all who are speaking love God. Do you agree? Of course they love God. They would not be in ministry if they don't love God. Just because of my journey, not because I'm special, nothing more special than you. Nothing. In God's eyes, the one who's standing here and the one who's doing the tea, no difference. No. So I was sitting there and listening and I could see how everyone loves God, love God, love God, love God. But God gave me a very good discernment just because of what I've been through. Where he sends me in in Africa, in the world, I just, I just, I know I have that. So this guy was speaking, the one from America, speaking, 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 everything was good, everything was good, my spirit was jelling, everything was good. And just like that, it switched. It switched. And I was like, what's going on now? And I could feel how the Spirit says to me, no, 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 louder. And it starts in my, my term, a little bit of havoc. Don't get me wrong. I believe in love. I believe in fall. I believe in everything. I know God. But it's hair thick. And I could feel this is not right. What's going on now? It's not right. And I sat there. I said, Lord, am I right? He says, stop this in my name. Stop it in my name. And I just sat there my, minding my own business saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind this spirit of confusion. I bind this antichrist spirit. This false fire, I bind this spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Just right there. Just soft. This man, and believe me, he loves God. But this. 
He stopped right there because it was like a switch that you put off. He turned around and he looked at me. Why to me? He says, what happened? I was so shocked. I said, I felt like a you know, naughty child. <laughs> Afterwards, he came to me. He says, what happened? And I was full of tears. I said, you know, if you truly want to know, we can pray and ask Holy Spirit to show you yourself. Yeah. Because I truly believe with all my heart he loves God. But this is exactly what the enemy is up to yeah. in the hour we are in. Yeah. And if you're going to sit there and you don't have that discernment, you're going to be caught. So what of me, what part of me will be attracted to that? My doubleness. My brokenness. It's not how bad you are. It's how broken we are. Because that is the technique of the enemy. Trauma, pain. That's his plan. It's a good plan. Pretty good plan he's got there. Because we all want an easy way out, so we don't go to our pain. We'd rather put a pull. I tell you, there's one pull, and it's called the gospel. Amen. Take that one. I, every day I pray, grant me repentance, Lord. Just grant me repentance. Put the light on. Show me. Do you know second thing, why we struggle? We don't want to be accountable. We don't want to be accountable. You know, I go to my children and I say, I need to be accountable. I take each and every trip, I take someone with me. I took her now last year, this trip, I took Josh. So when we were in San Diego, in that same room, that night, late night, he went to bed and we had to take an early flight. So he just went to bed. His suitcase was all over the place. I mean... Your suitcase open up like this. You know, when you take the, the dirty clothes, you make it little bowls. I teach them to do it like that. So the dirty is like that. But I look at his suitcase, I want to close, but the whole suitcase looked like that. <laughs> we have another week to go. So the flesh in me, tired mom, do you know that flesh? I woke him up, Josh, you can't go to bed and look at your suitcase and just quickly tell me what's going on here. It's all, it's all bollockies. Now I'm... He says, Mom, these are the dirty bollikis and this is the clean bollikis. I said, but who told you to fold a shirt like bollikie, bollikie? Who told you this? And he starts crying. He says, I'm so sorry. Nobody taught me to fold a shirt. He has a hole in his wall. Whose fault is it? It's mine. It's mine. There were many nights that he went to bed that I was so busy with Aldo that I didn't have time to put him in bed. What about helping him to fold the shirt? And I had the guts to say, who told you this? He says, nobody did, Mom. I pick him up my lap and I cry. I said, ask your forgiveness, Josh. Ask your forgiveness, God. God says, I just allow you to see the holes in his wall. Take responsibility, Rita. I said, Josh, I'm so sorry. You know, that night I put him on my lap. I said, Josh, look me in the eye. Mom needs your help. 
I need to be accountable. Do you know that you can see things that I can't see? Do you know that? Do you know you see things in mom that I can't see? Will you help me? Will you help me? He says, Mom, yeah. I said, can we make an agreement here before God that me and you, we look at each other in the eye and you need my accountability. You're not going to say my mom is on my case. You know it's going to be love and I know it's going to be love. Is that a deal? He says, it's a deal. So the next day, the pastor said to him, Josh, come and sit into the front. And uh, he didn't. He wanted to sit with me. And I said, Josh, go and sit. He looked at me. And I realized I needed this long ago. I needed this long ago. It was wonderful to go to my husband and I said, I need to be accountable. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Because you know, the double calling in us, this is God's calling, but when, as long as we have this, there's a double calling. And the double calling in each woman will be, take the crown of your husband's head. Come on, take the crown of your husband's head. You know more. Come, take off the crown. Maybe it's a good place to ask Holy Spirit, what's your double calling? This is what is killing the body of Christ today. This is not a nice message, but I cannot leave without giving this. And I don't feel like doing this tonight. I want to do it now because I believe the people that are here today is people that's going to be anchors in this church. And God's want, God will really want to flow through you. But you need to ask God. Grant me repentance and show me. Accountability is very, very important. If people don't want to submit under a pastor, under your husband, under people, you should know that there is fault. Go. Death just followed us. Go. Mom, they are fighting your hope. They have already been defeated. My only hope is Jesus. He will help me. Go. 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 This is just a journey of spiritual warfare. Go. This is how they fight at him. Can you see? Go. It's a teaching about the drains and how it opens up when doors that we open up. Deliberate sin is a big open door. Wisdom says the demonic forces live in trauma. This is your wound. It's your wound. Go. It's just the gates of hell. You'll get this in my book, a Message of Hope. Go. 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 This is how we always pray. Go. Go. Standing in the gap. Go. Go. I just quickly want to go through this. The power of blessing. Go. Humility, without that, God will not be able to use you. 
I don't care who you are. Without this, you will not have the Father's heart. The more God took Rita out of the way, the more Christ could came to the front. Go. So what is the key here today? It's love. It's all about love. Go. 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 So this is what it's about. God wants us to enter the promised land. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to enter into the fullness, into the calling, into the place that God wants you to be. But there are giants that you have to overcome. There are giants that you have to overcome. And these are These are the things that we spoke over. But on my website, there are MP3 teachings. They are, have names like the giants and, you know, very much detailed spiritual husbands and wives. They are free YouTube clips that you go and watch. That's only, you know, a topic. So there are so many things. There are e-books. There are everything on the website, reatamcpherson.com. Go. So people will ask me, so what is your son doing? This is what he does. Just that. Just being his hands and feet. That's all that God called him for. He says, be my hands and feet. Be my hands and feet. But is he teaching yet? No, he's, he's just his hands and feet. One, um, while he was still in school, he said one Friday morning, he said to his teacher, he says, we need to go to this address. We need to go there and there. She says, you just want to get out of school. He says, no, we need to go there now. He's explaining her where to go. On his way, he says, we need to buy ice cream. She says, you just want ice cream. He says, no, we need to buy ice cream. So they went to this man. He, um, they knocked on the door. Yes, there's such a person. They went there. They he said, she says, well, he said that, uh, um, do, is there an elderly man here? She says, yes. Come in. He, he had a stroke. He was blind. He was lying there. He says, this man loves ice cream. And Jesus says, we need to come and feed him ice cream. So he, they left the bed and he said to him, now you must remember his hand. He says, sir, first of all, this is who I am. You can feel me. Feel me. Now the old man feels him. Now he says, now I'm going to feel you. You can feel me. I feel you. And then he says, now if you know what is good for you, open your mouth wide. <laughs> He comes with this. <laughs> All over. Well, this man could not speak. Eventually, he was laughing. He was laughing having this ice cream. You know, I was crying when I heard the story that night. And they say, what is he doing? I say, just obeying God's voice. I wondered if God asked me that morning to do that. I wonder what would my reaction be? What? I'm too busy. Do you know what I have to do? Do you know me? It's okay. You're so busy. I'll use him. You're really so busy. You know what? Be busy. Be busy. I'll use him. He'll use the foolish. To teach the wise. 
I'm done with fancy. I've never seen fancy brought some fruit. But I've seen genuineness, truth, brought in Jesus. Go. This is just our spirit schools. Go. My father being baptized a month before he died. How's that? <laughs> and Aldo also kept him. <laughs> Go. Go. This was the trip in Pakistan. Go. Go. This lady, uh, we were in India and um, they gave us some, some bread and, and the flies was all over the bread. And you know, my mom heart, how oh, we can eat this stuff. We're all hungry, but how are we going to eat the stuff? It's just flies. Now, I'm worried about the food, okay? That these people sitting in the room, this lady's head is covered. But I am not in the spirit. I'm just wondering about this bread. <laughs> I'm wondering, what are we going to eat? And look at the flies, and now we're going to do this. And I'm all in the flesh. I'm no spirit. The next thing, Aldo jumped up to this old lady. And I thought, what are you doing now? I wasn't now concentrating. Now, look what you're doing. So he literally jumped on her because of his balance. You have to help him up. So he, nobody helped him. So he was zooming into her with this covering. He, he got her. And I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? I said, leave her, leave her. He lived. He started praying for her, praying, praying, praying. The next moment he lifted up that thing. And everybody in the room, whoa. I thought, no, we did not do protocol. Because <laughs> maybe you're not supposed to do this. And then she was blind. And the Spirit of God said to her, for, to him, forget about the food. Do the will of the Father. This lady is blind. This lady is blind. Eventually, that night, somebody invited us to a hotel. and We had a beautiful meal. I was crying, I was crying, I was crying. God says, my child, I will always feed you. I will always look after you. Don't look at these. Focus on what I want you to do. And then I repent, Lord, help me. Help me. Help the mother in me. <laughs> that is looking at what I see. I don't see what you see, Lord. Go. Go. It's just our first book, a message from God. That's now translated in Hebrew and we give it out free in Israel. Go. Go. The tunnels go. 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 And I think I'm going to leave this marriage story for tonight because we have to finish. Go. We can stop. We'll do the marriage a little bit more. He believes our dog, one go back, he believes our dog's filled with the spirit because when he starts praying, the dog's tail do this. <laughs> <laughs> Before school, he would anoint his brother always. Go. This was when he was still young. We were in a steers, a normal restaurant. He's always hungry. And uh, he's, he made me stop and he wants a burger, you know. And um, me and Josh standing in the line and now you can't walk by himself. So we said, you sit still now. You, you sit still, otherwise you don't get a burger. So sit still and we're going to stand in the line. 
So the next thing, you know, God just has a sense of humor. When he starts speaking, he speaks loud. It's really frustrating to my husband, but it's making my husband die. <laughs> Keeps him dying. <laughs> God has a way to take pride out, hey? So um, we were in line and all of a sudden he starts praying, but loud. So there was a young man and uh, school children sitting there and he's staring at them all. And he see in the spirit that they are sleeping together. So he lifts his hands. He says, dear father, <laughs> please help them. <laughs> Grant them repentance. <laughs> they sleep together. They're on their way now. <laughs> Early days. I taught him now. This is not the way. <laughs> I mean, Josh is just running to So these two kids ran out. <laughs> it, was, it was good. And it, I said to him afterwards, a whole speech. This is not how God is. But anyway, Josh, in all that, Josh says, Mom, they haven't even touched their hamburgers. <laughs> I said, don't get ideas. So this is just a, a rugby game where Josh is with his little flag, you know, screaming for the bulls. And Aldous on his knees, Father, I pray for a nation that has another idols. I stand in the gap for a nation who serve another idol. Go. Nobody taught him this, and no, we're not Jews. It's just God. One day he, go, he woke up. He says, Mom, he wrote. He, says, he didn't speak. He says, Mom, wisdom says to get me a talit and a shofar. I said, those years I didn't go to, to Israel yet. I said, well, the shops where Mom shop, they don't have that. <laughs> And I just left it. So the Saturday I was ministering in Potchef's room and they had a, um, a wedding, wedding feast, you know. They were doing that. And it was for women. 11 o'clock when we broke, break, a man came in, an elderly man. He says, I don't know how you're going to take this, but God woke me up at night in the week and said to give this to your son. When I looked at that, God says, if you don't obey me, I'll get someone who do. Nobody taught him any of this because I didn't know any of that. I wasn't mature enough. My spirit wasn't mature enough. So God just started telling him this is how he spent his days, Saturdays. If you ask him, do you want to go somewhere? This is where he spent it. Nobody teach him this. So argue with me. Argue with God. Go. Genesis moment. Go. He could not laugh because he was lame. And I kept on speaking. I said, you will have a wife and she, will des she deserves a smile. Amen. Go. 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 This is my dad just before he passed. So I think we leave him this for tonight. So this is just a, a touching on a little bit of the spirit of God. If you look at me, you look at a normal person just like you. My life is nothing different than yours. We all have battles. We all love God. But if you want to come to the fullness of Christ, we need to understand one thing. He wants his bride pure. You're not going to argue about that. He wants a pure bride. A letter of Aldo that really shocked me was this. 
I'm not going to go to uh, a PowerPoint until we get there. I'm just quickly going to read you. I think all these letters is on my website. Let me just quickly share something with you. The Word of God is downloaded in His Spirit. It will happen like this. One day He just sat next to me. This is what He's writing. Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. Is that scripture? To the dot. What do you think this makes me? Very humble. Very, very humble. Because he has a major brain injury that he cannot remember this. It's done in the spirit. These things make me think. I'm just going to read one for you that, that was a shock for me. Let me quickly read this. He says, Wisdom says, Be still and know that I am God. Humble is all who is... Uh, who knows that Yeshua is holding everything. He said to me, Ruth is teaching my people. She is Samuel's mother, Hannah, as well. Deborah is teaching the body of Christ about the DNA war. She sees how the senses in the spirit need to become clean. She teaches the war in the heavenlies. My mom helped me because wisdom says she shall teach them how to war in victory to become overcomers. He says we should all be overcomers and then we will receive a crown. Wisdom says, Samuel, Hannah loves you. That's why she fights for you. Stand up, you know the truth. I know she, he loves us all. We need to clean our DNA. Wisdom says, he who say never will cry one day and say, I was a fool. Wisdom says that he wants to give his children kingdom life right here on earth. That means that the kingdom of God must come down to earth. Wisdom asks, will you live kingdom life here on earth? That is what we are living. Thank you so much, Lord, that you give us the opportunity to live kingdom here right now. There are not a lot of people who understand the blessing of kingdom life. My parents, will you please teach people about it? Because they think kingdom is only when they get to heaven. Wisdom shows me heaven. I see it looks like a glass, a sea of glass. This is where my mom changed her tears for joy. Mom can also see heaven. I see her every night when she comes before the throne of God. He pours out his love over her. I hear him say to her, I will finish what I started in Samuel. We are so happy because we are living kingdom life here on earth. It is such a pity that, mean, that many people don't understand this. So we can go on and on, but he says, man, the mantle over you is today is light. Thank you for living in the light. And then another place, he says, my mom took up, and now I want to finish with this. He says, my mom took up the war inside of her. Darkness against light. Your war is not your mother-in-law. Paul says, who will save me of this battle inside of me? This is where we need to start facing the darkness inside of me.
So let's pray. Father, we thank you. It's in the name of Jesus, our Messiah, that we just want to bow down before your face and say, Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. I thank you that you open our senses today. Thank you that you pour out your spirit in dark places, in places where we have not received revelation yet. Lord, we choose to be accountable. We choose that you put your light on. We choose that you lead us into right standing. But we know the responsibility. It is a wonderful place to be where we are. But we also understand the responsibility. Father, we want more of you. We seek truth. We seek life. This we can only find with you. I pray, Father, this morning you showed me how you pour out revelation today. I pray that this will never stop in this church. That the spirit of revelation, the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of truth will stay. That the seven spirits before the throne will operate. I pray, Father, for your glory light to keep on shining. I pray for humble hearts, Abba. I pray that you will bless these people with an end time blessing. A blessing of releasing hidden truths, hidden manna. That they will eat that manna. That people will walk in here already receiving healing. That people will be in their presence receiving healing. Father, not only the physical, but in the soul and in the spirit. There are so many mantles that I've seen today that you lift the darkness. And just because you lift the darkness, light is coming in. Light is coming in. Thank you for that. This is a word that God is just pouring in my heart and say, because the desire of their heart is all about me, Tell them, I will give them the desire of the heart. But I see this church as a lighthouse. And the light is going to spread very far. It's nations. God says, ask of me nations. It's going to go as far as the world. You're going to send out people from this church. People are going to come from all afar to this church. It's going to be a light tower. God says, I want my fire to burn here. My holy fire. Remember that you have the keys of the kingdom around your neck. Use them. Use the keys. I gave you the authority. God says, you've been already through so much fire, through so many things. You are tested. He says, I want you to be an overcomer. I want this church to be overcomers so that you can have the crown of the overcomer. So my child, run this race. 
It's called the race of faith. But I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. What you've seen is nothing yet. What's going to come? A great outpour of truth. People around the world will come. He says, I'm going to send people to bring truth. It's going to be a foundation of truth. Build upon it. And always remember, it's not might, nor power. It's my spirit. Father, I thank you. He just said, soften my spirit for each and every one that wants healing. Receive it right now. Receive your healing in Jesus Christ's name. For all who wants him to put the light on in, his, in your darkness, receive it. There's healing taking place in the minds of men right now. Just because you allow God to go there for the first time. There don't need to be manifestations. You see, where the light comes, the darkness has to go. It's all about transformation into the likeness of Yahweh, our Abba, Yeshua, our Messiah. Thank you for your spirit. That's our teacher in the school of the spirit. We love you, Abba. It's all in Jesus Christ's name we pray this. Amen.